Welcome, bride chillas and groom chillas. Groom chillas? Alicia, let's uh, let's workshop that. Uh, you're listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one wedding podcast hosted by author, comedian, and wedding advice giverer Alicia McCormick. This is Thursday. Normally, this is Q and A Thursday, and it is Q and A Thursday, but it is Q and A Thursday within Q and A week. There it is, a big, big week of your wedding questions hopefully being answered with some form of eloquence and uh, sanity. From me, Alicia, the host of the Save the Date Wedding Podcast, I am stoked to be with you today and hopefully I will power through lots of your wonderful questions and, you know, I'm sure that uh, they will be helpful to you. That's where I'm at. I am going to kick off straight away with a lovely uh, email from Claire. Now, I don't know. There's something about the way Claire writes that makes me think she may be Australian. I could be wrong, but it's just interesting to see the terminology and uh, a couple of phrases used. Claire, write to me and tell me if I'm wrong. She says, thank you so much for putting on a great podcast. I'm gradually making my way through all of your podcasts and they're really helping me think about what is important to us on our wedding day. Good. Now, there are a lot. We are up to episode 152 today, so if you go back and listen you know, there's lots that maybe that are great for you. Maybe you can skip episodes. I don't skip episodes, but you know, I'm just saying that some of them might be relevant to you, others not. But go back and binge listen. I really try and keep the podcasts evergreen in the sense that's a very marketing term, but the idea that they don't date. Most of the things I talk about, you know, are things that can be done now or in the future. And hopefully, I'm not really into trends and stuff like that, but hopefully, They are good, you know, even if you're listening to this a couple of years after I've recorded them. Uh, Claire says, I have a question about families paying for the wedding. My in-laws and my mum have agreed to help pay for our wedding. However, my dad is a true blue tight ass. See why I think she might be Australian. My parents are divorced and I'm definitely close to my mum. And initially, when I asked him if he wanted to contribute to our wedding, he said nothing. Okie dokie. This is fine. Not everyone has to pay for things, but good to be noted. Good to note. Okay. She says, I then explained that everyone would be paying for their own guests, and he asked how much it would cost. I gave him a ballpark figure, and he said he could have dinner at a subpar restaurant for 50% of the price per head. Oh my God. Can I just repeat that? I could have dinner at a subpar restaurant for 50% of the price per head. Since then, he has gone behind our back and called my in-laws, fuck, he's never met, he's never met them, to find out how much they're going to contribute, as well as calling my mum without my knowledge. Whoa, 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 whoa. I feel like I need, I want like Claire, I would like to speak to your father. As you can probably imagine, I told him I didn't want his contribution for the wedding at all, and that he could just give us a gift if he wanted to contribute. I think... Can I just say, if you can hear rain, it's because it is like pouring at the moment and I have nowhere else to go to record this. That makes me sound like a little hobo Joe. Um, it's, it's just raining so heavily. So if you hear the noise, I live in London. It does this all the time. Uh, she continues. <laughs> Maybe it will disappear in post and you might be like, what is Alicia talking about? I cannot hear any rain, but it is pelting down. Claire then uh, continues. She says, I just think he would make my life significantly harder if I let him participate in planning or even funding. Currently, we're not talking and it's getting really awkward. 
The wedding is in November, so still plenty of time to mend the relationship. But I feel he's making this wedding all about him, not about us. In addition, before even talking money, he asked to walk me down the aisle. I said no, because I'm a self-made woman and I'm not going to be handed over like a piece of property when I'm equal to my partner. Oh, I love you. The idea of being walked down the aisle, for me, disgusts me. And it's also disrespectful for my mum who did the majority of the parenting. I explained my logic behind this and he was disrespectful enough to ask again to walk me down the aisle. She's done that in capitals uh, in a whiny email. Oh my God. How can I explain this to my dad that he's being immature? He's being an immature prick is what she says and doesn't have the right to run our wedding. He's already upset us enough by disrespecting our relationship and going behind our backs to discuss our wedding. He's emailed me saying his feelings are hurt, but I know him and he's going to be merely a steamrolling all over my wishes if I let him have any part in the wedding. He's obviously invited, but he will ruin everything if he's given the chance. Help, Claire. P.S. I hope being an asshole is not hereditary. All right, Claire. Wow. Can I just say, we can't make our parents. They made us. But that doesn't mean that we, as uh, children, have to go along with all the shit that they sometimes pull. Now, I come from a family. My parents got divorced. My mother isn't around anymore. But when she was around, when I say isn't around, she didn't. She died, and that's very sad. But also, I, I barrel on when I say this. I didn't. I lived with my dad most of my life. I didn't have a really strong relationship with my mum, and she was a bit weird. I'm going to be honest with you. I couldn't see logic in a lot of things that she said and did. And I know if she had been alive when we were planning our wedding, that it would have been really complicated. She was a complicated person. My parents had a complicated relationship. Well, they didn't really have a relationship as of, you know, when I was a kid, they didn't really speak. They had no connection when uh, she was alive. And I, that makes me sound quite cold, but I have really grown to understand the delicate intricacies that are parental relationships especially when it comes to divorce and parents misbehaving basically so I really connected Claire with your feelings about your dad and the the part of the problem I have with weddings is that we are made to think that everyone's just going to instantly behave when they hear that a wedding is happening. And we all know that not to be true. I get so many emails from people about family and friends and friendship and relationships that you think you're on top of and you think you sort of know the way that people are going to behave. And then they surprise you with being shitheads or surprise you with being unreasonable or surprise you with what your dad is doing and is making things about him, not about you. Now, I love that you have quite firm ideas about not walking down the aisle and you know what you want. Now, one of the things I will say is that the older generation get confused by us knocking back traditions, especially when it comes to weddings. I've had lots and lots of communications from people saying, I want to do it this way because it's what we want to do. And that's exactly what I promote on this podcast and what I believe in and what I hope you get out of this, but also it's how you explain it to the other people who sometimes aren't as willing to understand. And it seems that your dad is hurt and he doesn't understand what you're meaning. And we have, I know, I have a way that I speak with my dad and to my dad that, you know, Rich would go, 
And it's not disrespectful. You just know these people. You just know how you communicate. And maybe you are on a level where you speak with your father in a certain way that your partner wouldn't speak to him about, you know, in that sort of vibe or whatever. We communicate differently. We know these people so well. Like you're saying in this email, you obviously know your dad really well and you know the triggers and the behaviors. And only you can really judge what you want to include him in. Um, And also the thing with parents is especially... That, and well, really, this is more of a general sort of life judgment here. That when you know someone so well, and when you are giving them an opportunity to participate or change their behaviors, it's a big deal. But I agree with you that if you truly believe your dad isn't going to behave in a way that is going to make your life easier or at least make your life not harder, then it's probably wise to keep him out to keep him happy in the sense of feeling like, you know, he's still participating on some level with your wedding if you want him to, but not being a part of it so he can shake shit up. I truly believe you need to do what's right for you on the day, which is exactly what you are communicating in your email. And you are on a level where perhaps he comes out with hurt feelings, but perhaps also there are other ways to communicate with him and say, listen, You going out of your way to ring everyone else behind our backs and you then saying you want to participate, I'm really getting mixed messages. I think that you are being a bit of a busybody and it made everyone else feel uncomfortable and that's the opposite of what we're trying to do with our wedding. He might not like to hear that, but perhaps saying it in that way and really spelling it out that socially what he did was quite awkward for you, you are being... Uh, welcomed into a new family situation with your in-laws and it can be quite embarrassing when a parent steps in you know parents embarrass us all the time but in this situation you're trying to keep things moving you want the wedding to be obviously as calm and fun as possible and with him stepping in and going around you it really doesn't sell him in a great way and maybe he needs to hear that and I, I think it says you know in your email you've discussed that with him But maybe he really needs to hear that and really realize why that was inappropriate. And also, he can't be, you know, coming in and saying that he could get a meal in a restaurant. If he wants to go and dine in that 50% off cut price piece of shit restaurant, good luck to him. But this is your wedding. You are choosing the budget and uh, you are responsible for, for planning something that you want to do. So, Dad... I think, you know, Claire, you've made some really good decisions and I think dad needs to try and understand things from your perspective. But also, Claire, I think perhaps with the walking down the aisle, some dads and mums, of course, dream about their kid's wedding more than we ever dream about it. And no matter or without regard to what your history with your dad is, You don't know what he has been sort of dreaming and thinking about for all these years. And that, even though it's something you don't want to do and it's something you can communicate with him, that might have been something of significance to him. And I think that there's something nice for you to say, look, that doesn't suit me. I know you've you've communicated that to him. But to say, I know this might be something that you have thought about doing and it's important to you, but it doesn't work with me. But I'd like to integrate you into something else. We'd like, I'd like to do something with you. And whether that's a dance or whether it's, um, I don't know, I, there's got to be an activity or something that he can channel that 
sort of pride that I suppose is attached to the father walking the bride down the aisle, which again, you would have heard my opinion. I'm, I walked with my dad and my poppy. And to me, it didn't symbolize handing over, like you're saying. I, I don't, I agree with you. I think it's really archaic. But to me, to be able to walk in with my 95-year-old grandfather and my dad, like three generations, as a sort of like, hey, look at us. That's what I took from that. And I think if you can, um, like I've always said with traditions, if you can attach a meaning to a tradition, uh, then do it. But if you can't, then ditch it. And for me, that was my interpretation of going, well, I don't see this as any sort of patriarchal. For, for me personally, it wasn't a patriarchal thing, but I wanted to be able to involve my poppy in it. And it was a nice way. It wasn't asking too much of him. He was really old, um, but he was with it. And uh, it was great. So I was delighted. But maybe it's nice just to think from your dad's perspective that maybe he's not understanding because he thinks that it's something that he's always thought about doing with you. And he's placed some form of pride or fatherly feelings with it, even if he can be a bit of a prick, as you say. And maybe that's something you need to talk to him about and go, listen, that doesn't suit me, but let's work on something together. Also, I feel like sometimes parents like children act out because they don't think they're being heard and they act out in ways that are sort of almost formulaic and cliche in the way that you go, all right, like, yeah, you're going to act this way because... You, you're not getting the attention that you deserve or um, you're worried that on the day but that mum might turn up with a new partner or I don't have a partner and I'm worried about being, you know, there are so many different deeper levels to why people behave and act the way they do. And yeah, you said your dad's a tight ass. That, you know, tight assery can be really annoying. My dad would use the expression, oh, he's tight as a fish's ass, watertight. And, you know, that's disappointing, especially when it comes to contributing to your kid's wedding. However, people place value, like monetary value on different things. So again, Claire, I think you're really level-headed, but I also think sometimes just taking a step back, taking a deep breath, re-entering and trying to negotiate family relationships can be difficult. So I wish you the best and I thank you so much for your lovely email and I hope this information has been helpful to you and other bride chillers and groom chillers. Kaylee, newly engaged Kaylee from Texas, has gotten in touch and she says, Girl, let me tell you, capitals, I am obsessed with you. That's nice. Just got engaged two weeks ago and I haven't stopped listening to your podcasts. My fiance and I are doing a long distance relationship, six hours. So you and my new road trip friend. Congrats. I'm also still attending university and on my walks to class or during my long Texas history course, I can be caught with my headphones in and my pen taking notes from your podcasts. I wonder what your Texas history course tutor thinks of that. I can I will do some research about Texas history and send you some crib notes. Uh, she says, while planning my wedding is still new for me, I've already run into major problems. I have a feeling the MOG is going to want to be involved in everything. She means the mother of the groom, the mog. I underline everything. My fiancé has no sisters, so his mum might be missing out on all the girly stuff. I wanted to feel included, but at the same time, I want to have those special moments with my mum and not make my future mother-in-law feel like the second best chop liver ever. Any advice on how to manage? Thank you, Kaylee. Kaylee, 
This is a great question because I know, and I I don't know if you've already heard, I've done a couple of podcasts with my dear mother-in-law, Veronica, and it's always interesting receiving mother-in-law questions because we all have different relationships with these women and uh, some are good, some are not good, some are okay, some need a lot of work. But this is actually a nice way to say, yeah, it's nice that you have already acknowledged that she hasn't got any other daughters. So this is her moment to have a mother of the bride and groom sort of extravaganza. But also there are key moments that you just want to share with your mum. And I think really it's important for you to then figure out what those moments are. Maybe it's going to get your dress or... Um, I was going to say cake tasting, but it's probably not something you necessarily take your parents to. Maybe it is. I think take everyone to the cake tasting. It's the best day ever. But maybe it's good to just hone in on what activities you really just want to be mother-daughter. And then also maybe just sit, sit with a pen and paper, do a bit of a brainstorm. Think about what activities it would be nice to include your mother-in-law in because she's probably going to be super stoked and chuffed that you are going to take her along to things. I think it's nice to have one-on-ones. Maybe it's nice for you to go and get a mani-pedi. Have a champ somewhere. Talk about the wedding. Make her feel involved without being too involved. I always say when you are inviting people to be a part of your wedding, you need to set boundaries. So it can be hard because you get excited and then they think, I'm going to be a part of everything, which is not true. And I'm not saying that you need to be censoring yourself, but just think about what actually you would like her to be physically involved in and don't give her too much rope. That's an awful saying, but basically saying you just need to be mindful of how much you're involving people, not just your mother-in-law in, and then plan backwards from there. I think that's a really lovely gesture that you are thinking about her and how important this day is, as well as just seeing her son getting married. The fact that she won't have that experience of having a daughter to play with and go to these activities. So well done you for being lovely. And well done you for thinking ahead, Kaylee, about how you want this to go down and for it not to be causing too many issues. I know it can be hard when you are integrating into a new family. And when I say new family, I just mean you might have been going out with your fiancé for five or ten years. I just mean that sometimes when you get hitched and you start to sort of make big decisions, it can really take it up a notch with the family of the in-laws. Maybe you haven't been in a situation where you've needed to organize them or get them organized. So it just adds an extra level of, um, not pressure, but an extra level of the into the relationship that you might not have had before. So it's nice that you are being um, open to the idea that this is important, obviously, to that family, to your in-laws, and also that you know what's best for you. If you've only been listening to this show for a little while, you've learned a lot. Well done you. Look at that. That is the episode done. I'm going to get in so much trouble. Jess is going to see that I've only gotten through like half of the wedding questions that she wanted me to get through. This is Jess, my VA, who schedules all of this stuff for me. She makes things, she's sort of a producer come genius who just is helping me organize my life. And she pushed me. She said, Alicia, you need to get through a lot more wedding questions because you've got lots of lovely bride chillers and groom chillers that are sending you things. And You're not making enough shows to get through them all. So that's why we came up with the idea of creating Wedding Q&A Week. And there will be another one in May. 
If you are listening to this when it's going out, we're in April and there's another one coming in May. So if I always say, if you have a really urgent question, tell me, tell me, and I will answer it in a hurry. If you are new to the Save the Date Wedding podcast, I don't do a show normally every day. I do Mondays and Thursdays. Mondays is a themed episode. Thursdays is the normal day for the wedding Q&A. And then sometimes, which is mostly always, I do an episode called the Friday Quickie where I update you on things and also answer more of your questions. So that is the uh, that is the vibe. If you have yet to leave me an iTunes review, could you please do that for me? It would mean the world to me and it's great For other bride chillers and groom chillers, if they're searching in iTunes and on Stitcher and uh, Google Play and now doing podcasts, that they can read a review and see that you perhaps enjoy the show. And it's like a restaurant recommendation. It really helps me find new people to help and uh, spread the word. So that is my little mini, I was going to call it a task, but that sounds boring, job, activity, can't think of another word. For you to do today, if you find value and enjoy the show, leave me leave me a little iTunes review. It takes two seconds, literally. Tomorrow's episode is Friday, the Friday wedding Q&A episode will be co-hosted by my reluctant husband. He's not my reluctant husband. That sounds terrible. I Hopefully he's 100% husband, reluctant podcast host husband, who's always very popular and he never believes me when I say that, but... I get some wonderful emails and voice messages about Rich and uh, he's just going to have to wear it. He's popular. The end. All right. Until tomorrow's episode, visit savethedatepodcast.com. Make sure you uh, communicate, connect with me via the social medias. I'm always running. Actually, I've got some amazing competitions coming up on Instagram in the next month. Be there or be square like an Instagram square. Oof. Happy days. <laughs>